Welcome everyone to another episode of 20 Minutes with Joelle and Stephen Gibson. Thank you so much for joining us and we apologize that we didn't post an episode last week. I was really tired. We both were. Yeah. But it feels bad to disappoint thousands and thousands of listeners. I know. So please, from the bottom of our heart, please <laughs> accept our deepest, sincerest apologies. Sweet. What a week it's been. Yeah, it's been a wild week. Um, Not for us, but for the world. <laughs> well, I don't know. We yeah. surprised my mom this weekend. So we've been visiting some people. I mean, like my parents have visited. We visited one person, your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we surprised her. That was cute. Yeah, that was chill. She, yeah, it was nice. I liked that she didn't know we were coming because she tends to kind of go all out and like stuff when we when we say we're coming and I don't know, she just kind of like had no other option but to chill and be cool and Yeah. So let's talk about the the world drama. Okay. Give me your short sound bite. <clears throat> let's not do a whole conversation about sure. it. But... Well my short sound bite is there's obviously been a major issue with racism in the world. It's not something that existed a long time ago and disappeared it's still very prevalent and alive and you know it's something i've witnessed in different times in my life not personally um, but through friends and family and stuff like that and um i think it's really tragic and heartbreaking yeah i think it's important that we listen as white people. I think we need to be more active in our learning, not just go with one person. Um, you know what I mean? Like open, be open to learning more about things yeah. from different sources and not get stuck on one thing. Okay, cool. I don't think it's a time for us. Sorry. <laughs> uh, short you asked. Sound, a short sound bite. <laughs> well, I asked for a short one. You asked, um, so I'm going to deliver. Um, I don't think this is a moment where we should be preaching or, you know, trying to show how great we are. Do you know what, what I mean? No. I just feel like a lot of people are using this as an opportunity to be like, well, I'm not racist and here's the proof. Oh. And it's just yeah. like, okay. It's a very white person. Relax. Kind of like. <clears throat> now let's have these conversations. Let's take time and just really listen. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to say as an introvert um it my my short soundbite would be it's important to be nice yeah. to everyone and to listen. Totally. As an as an introvert, you don't talk as much as other people. You listen a whole lot more and I think it's like you were saying, it's important to listen to what people have to say. There's a reason they're saying it. Whether yeah. it's right or wrong, it's important to understand why it's being said. And when I say listen, I'm not saying stay silent. Like, obviously, you know, we are privileged people. Um, and so it's important that we use our voice where it counts. And it's just a matter of finding out, like, the best way to use our voice. 
Yeah. You know, there's different <clears throat> legislation that's coming into play now. Um, I follow the Black Lives Matter London, Ontario page. You know, that was something new that I did and I've enjoyed it. I liked learn I like learning about religion and culture and people's life experiences anyway, so this has been like good for me in a sense. Like I'm able to branch out and learn more and explore different things and try to teach our kids and have this conversation. I think our kids are very lucky in the sense that, especially where we live right now, like our street is all people of different nationalities and um, religions. And I think it's cool that, you know, they go to a school where they see people wearing, um, oh, they're not called hijabs. I just looked it up, but you know, people wearing religious garments and, um, yeah, you know, people who are of different race. <laughs> it's not just all white people. Yes. So they're exposed to this different culture and it's not, hopefully it's not going to be one of these things where they're afraid of it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was going to say something and that's something that I was going to say mm -hmm. is, this something that I'm saying right now, right, which is, <laughs> I can't remember, but, um, now it's bugging me. Oh my gosh. I am sunburned and scratching my arm hurt a lot. Oh, <laughs> Steven sorry. finally got some sun. I know. Uh, okay. To close of the conversation, I was going to say, I, oh, I remember now I'm excited that the protests around the world are happening because mm -hmm. i think you know it's there's a possibility that things are going to change and i hope people don't let up yeah it's not a fight that i am really going to be a part of but i'm i'm hoping that it goes somewhere really good and i, I we sh you're starting to see those things change because they they have to like there's yeah. no the people aren't letting up you know back and i in think the... that's what's important right like keeping your foot on the pedal don't just do this until something new happens and then yeah you know, we're all so, outraged about that <clears throat> i'm excited to see what what comes of it hopefully some some cool new stuff this mm -hmm. yeah anyway um so we actually have a neighbor um and he's african-american and he goes around to the police forces um i don't know if that's the right term but and he does um training with them specifically with like how to um, yeah. handle different cultures and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. Cool. I'm excited to talk with him. He keeps waving to me, but like, then he goes inside. And so I'm like, hi, like, yeah. Like, I don't know how to like, be like, hey, come talk to me. Or maybe, maybe he I'll doesn't just... want to talk to you. No, he like, he's so friendly. They're both so friendly. I think maybe I'll try and talk to them tomorrow. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, if you, one thing I've been addicted to is the Reddit public freakout and bad cop no donut don't i know it <laughs> <laughs> and it's people always posting the videos of what's going on and it's pretty wild mm -hmm. so if you want some drama go to the public freakout reddit but just know that obviously those videos are disturbing some of them are pretty graphic yes anyway let's talk about movies and television and books Speaking of books, I just, well, my voice got really loud. Um, I just wanted to say that there are lots of great picture books for young kids that, you know, can introduce them to racism. Not introduce them to racism. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you make fun of 
Um, but introduce them to, you know, the idea of that and what that word means and what to look out for and um, how to be friends with everyone. There's lots of those. So if you are curious about any that we've read with the kids or that I've read with the kids, let me know and I'll send you a list. Also, just Google it. There's tons of great lists out there right now. I'm sure so, it's not hard. Yeah. All right. Let's start with movies. Did you watch any movies? I don't think I watched a movie. So let's skip. I just watched movies. a movie with the kids. What movie was it? Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. No, oh, Fifty weird Shades choice. Freed. How good, how good. Um, I don't remember. All right, TV. I watched the documentary Epstein Filthy Rich. And how was that? Was it really heartwarming and enlightening? It was. You know what? I was touched <laughs> inappropriately. Um, it was interesting because obviously this whole Epstein thing was a big drama moment in like Hollywood. Mm. For And I just, I missed the boat. Like I saw all the references, but I just did not understand. Well, uh, to be fair, there were so many things around that time it was wasn't far away <laughs> it was recently sorry i'm tired guys it's just over yonder um there's been a lot and i think the harvey weinstein trials and stuff yeah. like that kind of uh, overshadowed if you will in the media go on yeah so it's pretty disturbing the you know mm. but <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but i thought it was good at highlighting just how awful <laughs> some things are in America and around the world, just how people of power can just literally do whatever they want. Yeah. Obviously, for a lot of them, it eventually catches up to them. When you hurt and abuse hundreds of people, eventually something's going to bite you in the butt. Yeah. And it was it was interesting just how ingrained he was with the elites and how he had you know the ability to blackmail them all and why everyone thinks he did not kill himself i thought it was interesting yeah and i mean also just gross <laughs> yeah it's so disturbing um i went down this rabbit hole yesterday and i saw some things like written that just disturbed me and it's I will never understand how a person can do that to a child. Well, it starts off by giving in to your thoughts, usually, mm -hmm. with... Do they talk about this? Like... No, they don't. They don't really try and give you an understanding of where he... They tell you where he came from and that he was a normal kid, but um, he was also a very private person. That was part of his allure. Mm. private in the, in the sense that he was like mysterious. mysterious yeah yeah and it kind of came out of nowhere kind of thing with all this money do you think that the documentary series was it a series or movie like were there episodes yeah there's five episodes do you think that it was helpful as a parent to watch this documentary that you're eight you're now more able to see certain things well i think it's important to teach more so your daughters than your sons about this stuff like that it'll certainly be part of my adult talk with sienna at some point of avoiding these situations that these things are real and have like a lot of these girls i don't think sienna's would have been a target of this by any means because he targeted very specific girls mm -hmm. that would 
be vulnerable. Right. More vulnerable than a girl already is. <laughs> right. Um, but people that, necess- that that needed money, that had low self-esteem, that didn't have a good family home and necessarily didn't have too many options where it's like, hey, if I massage this guy, I'm going to make a lot of money. Right. And, you know, it's better than going hungry, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was weird. Anyway, but I think it's important to teach your daughter about... You know uh, the problems that can arise with men and to avoid these kind of sketchy situations that's why this me too movement was so important and is so important it's about creating a safe space for women to come forward when these things happen you know and not be instantly shamed that that was a big that was the part of the documentary that i felt like made the whole journey worthwhile was when they started talking about the me too movement and how suppressed these women had been and how they were blamed for it. How many women actually came forward? I think it was probably 20 to 50 or something like that. But there were, I mean, hundreds. It's funny because it's like, however many come forward, you know that there's probably double that amount that aren't coming forward. Oh, yeah. Like 10 times the amount. That's so sad. I mean, he was getting massages at least twice a day. From different now, girls. are we doing like quote massages? Yes, we're doing quote massages. Oh, I'm not gonna go into it, but no, no, gross. no, no, <laughs> don't go into it. That's um, gross, but yeah, you know, and presumably almost every day, wow. like that was his life. His life was getting these massages and then partying and whatever. It's so sad, yeah. It's sad, like, that he lived a life like that and that he exploited all these innocent women, but it's also just, like, so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now I remember what movie I watched, so is that all you have to say about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily recommend it. But if but this is something that interests you... Talk or... to your daughters early about yeah. the dangers yeah. of these situations. Because a lot of these girls had no idea what they were walking into. They would just, well, obviously the recruiter girl would be like, hey, give this guy a massage. And And you'll get $200. They're like, okay. I felt when I moved away and lived on my own in Mississauga that, like, I wasn't naive. You know, I knew how to cover my drink at a bar so no one would put something in it. Yeah. I knew not to take drinks from strangers. But I wish that I had a little more guidance about, like, not just well one like not really giving into that peer pressure of drinking and understanding like you can't trust anybody it's unfortunate that we live in a situation where you really do need to teach your children not to be trusting yeah like i remember the one time that i had something put in my drink i was with friends i was with boys that i knew from like when i was a kid and it was one of them. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. It's that's how. Scary. That's why we don't do sleepovers. Because yeah. no matter how well you think you it know someone... Matter. You don't. And yeah. that's not meant to be offensive to anyone we know. It's yeah. just a reality. Like we'd... Even with family. Like it's very rare that our kids will ever sleep over at family's house without us there. You know, it's very... Whatever. I can't think of the word. But like circumstances aren't 
they have to be like in a certain way, like in order for our kids to stay over without us. And it's really not about anyone else. It's just us. Like we have that agreement. I don't feel comfortable with it. You know, I don't think you should. Yeah. I read too many stories. Someone was like, yeah, you know, yeah. It and it's, it's usually somebody close to you that, that abuse, like these girls, it, it was their friends yep. who were putting them in these situations. Yeah. It was always somebody they knew yep. decently well. You gain well. that trust. You groom them. That's what these people do. Yeah. They're predators. And that's the hard thing to teach is the subtlety of these issues. Mm -hmm. Because no one's going to, well, some people will, but generally people don't be like, hey, want to, yeah. you know, that's not a smart way to go about yeah, so there's different signs people. and signals to look out for, and maybe we should do some more research into that as our kids get older. Yeah, and I would say it's important enough that if you feel like you're not equipped to teach that, that you need to get equipped yeah. to teach that. Same with psychology. Mm -hmm. I think every parent needs to read a psych book. Yeah, or take like Psych 101. Yeah. Luckily, we both have. Yay! Pound it. Um... Anyway, I was also going to say, like, do you remember that story when I worked at the airport and I called for a cab to come pick me up at four yeah, in the morning? And it was this young cab driver and he picked me up in like one of those fancy cars for the airport and he was like, Oh, just sit in the front seat. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yes. And then he groped me <laughs> inappropriately. Um, you know, I'm so thankful that I had the courage to tell someone right away and it was someone that I trusted and they handled that situation. And, but I was just what so did they naive. Do? Who? How did they handle it? Um, they contacted, he was texting me and he's like, Hey, can I drive you back home? <laughs> and so Emmanuel called him and was like, you never, he's like, delete this number from your phone. You're never to contact this girl again, like, or else we'll have, like, a huge problem. Um, and they called the boss of uh, whatever. Yeah. Company. The drivers. So, that was one incident, but there were many when I lived in Mississauga, like, the stalker. You know, I went straight to the police. And luckily I had that good experience and they took me seriously and followed up and, you know, I feel really privileged that I had family members who had ties with like the chief of police in Mississauga who ensured that I had an escort now to take me to the, yeah. you know, and not everyone has that. And I understand that. And I really empathize for people, for women who do come forward to report a crime and they're not met with that empathy and that understanding and mm. seriousness. It's really upsetting. And, um, yeah, I just wish there was more that we could do. Well, anyway, while speaking of women and strong females and female characters I finished A Wrinkle in Time the book and I liked it um I mean I think if you're a fan of you know The Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland this is a book that you would like I was sharing with Stephen that one thing with reading is I think it's important to read every page in the book so read the forewords and the dedications and the afterwords and really get a feel for the author and the world that they were trying to create and their inspiration. I think it really 
helps bring everything together. Um, and we watched the movie, the kids and I. Yeah. I listened to A Wrinkle in Time, and I listened to it in the car with the kids, and they were actually like really into it. Um, they were silent the whole time listening. Sometimes they'd make little comments like, oh, that's creepy, or like whatever. <laughs> um, and they actually both liked the movie, Jesse yeah. more so than Sienna. I think it's a movie for about eight-year-olds and up, I would say. Yeah. You didn't care for the movie, though. I didn't watch the whole movie. Oh, you didn't? I couldn't... Oh, you just thought it was that bad? Yeah. I just thought the casting and the costumes and the whole setup was not good and painfully boring. Yeah. I think it's something that you'd enjoy more if you had read the book. I don't think... Like, I had tried to watch the movie before, too, and I was like, ugh, I'm not into it. Um, but after reading it, I like seeing the world come to life. Yeah. Well... Well, your battery's about to die. No, it's not. Oh. We've only used four percent in the last twenty minutes. Oh, that's good. And there's fifteen percent left. Um, but I don't think we have anything else to say. I really. don't. I have started listening to "Turtles All the Way Down" by John Green, but I think I'm gonna press pause on it. It's about a girl with anxiety, and I'm just feeling anxious these days. I don't think it's a good book to listen to when I walk by myself. Um. So I think I'm going to switch to something different. I'm also reading the third Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. I thought you weren't going to talk about books you haven't finished. Oh, I did finish another book. I finished the fifth Land of Stories book, and it was really good, except I didn't realize there's a sixth one. So yeah. this whole time I was reading it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's going to end on a cliffhanger. Like I don't understand how it's going to wrap up. And then there's another book I have to read. Oh, golly. I'm just preparing people for next week, what I'm going to be talking about. Oh, yes. today You're the one that said it, I, unprovoked. So. Today, Steven and I started a book together. Yeah. We were really romantic today. I don't think I just so. think that was really romantic. It was like a scene <laughs> out of the notebook. That's not romantic. Sure it is. That was... That was... Uh, Adorable. Sophisticated. <laughs> it was coupley. It, it was, was so coupley. There you go. It was coupley. Steven... <laughs> Started reading. Well, I want to sit outside with the peoples. You know, I want to be among the peoples, but it's boring just sitting there. So, uh, Joelle had found this To Kill a Mockingbird copy that was really old. And I like when the book's really old and weathered. It looks like a lot of people have read it. And so, this one is just like, you know, it's really beige and smelly in a good way. So, I was like, this looks like, I don't know, felt attracted to it. Plus, everyone, you know, it's a classic, and I had never read it. And so I decided I would read it. But at the time, I just felt like reading it out loud. <laughs> so I started reading it out loud. And then Joelle obviously got jealous and wanted to steal my thunder. <laughs> and so she got in on a chapter. And I don't know if I'll exclusively read it with you, though. Oh, I hope you do. Well, you've already read it. It's okay if you miss parts. Because then I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, eh, only once in a while it gets read. Like, I, I want to read the book. Okay. But, and sometimes you won't want me reading out loud to you. Well, I didn't today. And you're like, yes, I know. oh, are you listening to me? Because <laughs> I have no choice but to. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm a fantastic reader. He is really good. We were both doing our southern accents. Yeah. I don't really know. Hush your fussing. Hush your fussing, Calpurnia. Um, I rem it's funny. Calpurnia said that. I know she did. Um, and we both liked the name Scout for a girl. 
I mean, I don't hate it. Would I name my girl Scout? Yeah. No. Come on, Scout Gibson. No, but I will name a boy Huckleberry Finn. Yes, which we want. Huckleberry, get over here. It's time for your bath. <laughs> Huckleberry, Jesse. Just call Sienna. Cece. <laughs> no, Sienna Heather. Um, hold on. <laughs> I was about to end the podcast. I was going to say a joke to, to Jenny. Not a joke, but today Stephen said he wanted to name his kid Huckleberry. And I was like, well, we definitely can't name him Finn because Jenny named her son Finn. And what was your response? I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but he said it like so firmly. He's like, I can do whatever I want. I didn't say <laughs> yes, it. Yes, like you that. did. <laughs> so Jenny, I said it affirmatively. How about that? Jenny, we almost named our kid the same name as yours. No, it would be Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Gibson. His name would not be Huckleberry. And no one would call him Finn exclusively. It would be Huckleberry. Finn. Well, his name is Huck. That's what he goes by. Great, but his name would be Huckleberry Finn, <laughs> and we would call him Huck. Well, get the Huck over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd probably call him Barry or Huckle or Huckleberry. <laughs> Any of those names would be fine. Wow, that energy just popped right in. I want to go eat chips now and watch New Girl. There are no chips, and we're not watching New Girl. Okay, bye. bye.